Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above for today, tomorrow, and Sunday. It's the weekend. Hallelujah. Days that we can sleep in, that we don't have to get up and get moving as quickly, uh, unless it's for the things that we really love to do or want to do. Um, but this weekend may be a weekend of getting some things done as the moon currently in the sign of Leo is going to transition later this evening or early tomorrow morning into the sign of Virgo, the sign of work and liking to get things done. So I'd like to welcome you all here to the Friday edition of Living Astrology that uh, covers the next three days and uh, it's actually not too bad of a weekend. As I was looking here, I thought the biggest news is, of course, tomorrow's Mercury retrograde. But we've already been experiencing some of the Mercury retrograde issues because we entered the shadow of Mercury's retrograde on uh, January 15th. And at least for me, I don't know about you guys, but at least for me, a lot of the Mercury retrograde issues happen before he turns retrograde. And then immediately after he goes back to direct, maybe that's because I have natal Mercury retrograde. So the actual three week time that he's in retrograde works better for me. Uh, I'm not sure. But the sure thing is when Mercury turns retrograde, of course, we have uh, to back up our data. We have to be careful about our technology. We have to check and recheck before we send out anything communication wise, even checking your own mind before you say something that you don't mean or before you uh, write something out and it sounded really good in your head, but then you send it and you read it later going, ay, 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 what was I thinking? And of course, this particular Mercury retrograde is happening in an air sign. Uh, in fact, all three retrogrades for 2021 happen in air signs fully, like fully embraced within the, the sign. And that's the first time we've had that since about 2015. So it returns us to thoughts and ideas, what's inspiring us and so forth. So in a little bit, we're going to take a little deeper dive into Mercury retrograde. Uh, first, we're going to start with the weekend moon. So as I said, today, the moon is in Leo and he is in the closing phase of Leo. In fact, as I was looking here today, there's only one actual aspect that the moon is making. And that will be to an opposition to Mercury. So Leo and Mercury uh, connections make me think about, uh, are we living our dreams? Are we living our passions? Are we aligned with what it is that we love to do? And just making sure that's my cat, because a few minutes ago, another cat was in here. And so with uh, the moon in an opposition to Mercury in Leo, it's an opportunity for us to take a look and, and understand, are we expressing the things that we want to express? And are our ideas being acted upon? Uh, are, are we in the process of creating from the heart? And it's really interesting because I've already had a conversation, a little bit of one this morning with Asa about ideas and I've been feeling really pulled to to do a lot more communicating not necessarily in the videos like we have here but through email or through uh, coursework and things like that so 
I was trying to generate ideas and inspiration. And that is um, also a part of the moon today in Leo opposing Mercury. Opposing Mercury before Mercury goes into retrograde, which possibly means that we don't take action yet on the ideas or the things that we're thinking about today, uh, or the inspiration for our personal self-expression, because it's maybe not quite the right timing. But retrogrades are really good for searching inside of ourselves. So maybe this is going to be the, the trigger that takes us all inside for us to understand what it is that we really want to do to get aligned uh, with our heart, right? Not just with our minds. This is a mind-heart alignment. Leo rules the heart and Mercury rules the mind. So a mind-heart alignment is how we spend most of the day today. Later this evening, about 5.53 p.m. my time, so West Coast time, 8.53 for those of you on the East Coast, the moon will move into the void and she will not make any more new connections to planets or to new signs until 12.02 a.m. Saturday morning, my time, so 3.02 a.m. for those of you on the East Coast, when she moves into the sign of Virgo. And so for the entire weekend, we have the, the moon in a sign of work and service and health, which is a wonderful place for the moon to be. And Virgo then rules everything to do with the physical body. So tomorrow and Sunday might be great days to get some exercise, to focus on what your diet is. Are you eating the right things? Are you eating things that are good for you? Or have you been maybe, you know, from the Christmas holidays, getting a little bit too much sugar? All of those kinds of things are up for us to take a look at this weekend. It is a very healing energy. Virgo is uh, the consummate healer. It's almost as if they combine intuition and ability to see into the body uh, with their hands or their ability to know exactly what it is that you need for healing. So we also have that ability as individuals to look into our own bodies, to see what it is that needs healing, to take the steps that we need to take in order to facilitate that healing. And of course, exercise is a part of it. So maybe it's a great weekend to get outdoors, get your bicycle out, get it, get your, uh, your walking shoes on and take a stroll around the neighborhood. Uh, maybe uh, go out and enjoy nature as Virgo is an earth sign. So there's an appreciation for all that uh, Mother Earth has to offer. But as well, Virgo rules work and it rules our jobs, the work that we actually do in our jobs. N not like in the 10th house where, uh, or in Saturn, uh, Capricorn, where it's about our career path or our profession or how we uh, state or use our authority in the world. This is more uh, about the environment that you work in, the people that you work with, the routines that you get into on a daily basis as you go through your day, your work day. Uh, so emphasis might be on things that we do in our home environment, perhaps, or in our work environment, or if you work at home, which a lot of us are doing these days, uh, what I always do is work at home. So it might be a great time to focus on tidying things up, seeing to the details of things that need to be finished. Maybe it's a great weekend to start your taxes, right? Because we're better able to see the details as Virgo is a sign of organization, where planning and seeing the details comes much more naturally to us. 
but as well, Virgo is a, an, is a sign that is ruled by Mercury. So not only is Gemini the sign that is affected by Mercury retrograde, but also Virgo and by a square energy from Mercury because Mercury here focuses on analysis and critical thinking. It is focused and it is discerning, but with Mercury retrograde, we may have some issues trying to connect to analyze things in uh, in in a coherent way. But on the other hand, what if Mercury going into retrograde tomorrow while Virgo is playing host to the moon helps us to align with ideas and things that we hadn't thought of before or helps us to go back to a plan that we had at an earlier date or something like that? Mm, That would be kind of fun. And then we could actually take action when appropriate on those ideas and those thoughts. Maybe it's a time to really analyze where you are, what you wanna be doing, are you in alignment with that and what comes next, right? Make up the plan, not necessarily taking the actions yet. Um, Also Virgo rules the idea of service and my concept of service is about how it is that we share of our gifts and our talents with those around us or with the world at large. So how can we be practical helpers, helping our fellow human beings along the way to, you know, anywhere that you see there is a need, right? It might be just uh, a need to reach out and speak to someone. Uh, I tuned in this morning and I knew that my daughter might be needing some, some positive words. So I got to play Cosmic Cheerleader this morning and sent her um, some some information that she needed to hear. And uh, I, I didn't know why I was doing that. I don't question those things anymore. I just reach out and I, I connect. And it usually happens that when we do that, we're saying the thing that the person needs to hear. Um, but of course, we wait to do that with an invitation if you have an open throat in your human design, which I do. And I realized I didn't ask. I just said, hey, look at this. And it was some information on Mercury retrograde. But then she she rose to the occasion and started the conversation. And that was sort of my invitation to continue uh, empowering her and being her cheerleader kind of person. So maybe it's a great weekend to reach out to help people that you might Uh, into it that are in need. It is also a time for us to be conscientious about how we're doing, what we're doing, when we're doing, what we're doing. Uh, Is it what other people need in the moment or is it somehow self-serving? So we want to be careful with that as well because the idea of service is about selfless giving, not about being selfish or having ulterior motives for what it is that you're doing. So wanting to be, you know, very aware about what it is that we're doing and why. This is also a sign of synthesis. It it has this huge desire to perfect. I mean, most of us know about Virgo being picky, uh, being perfectionistic. And yes, of course, that is part of their um, experience, but their desire comes from a, a critical eye, if you will. And I don't mean critical as in criticism. I mean, critical as in they have a, a distinct ability to cut to the heart of something, to see where things are out of alignment or where they're not working or where they can be improved. 
And often there's not a filter that stops them from just blurting that out, um, but they are coming from a purity of intent. So we may find ourselves in situations where we may say something to somebody, our pureness is there, we, it's our intent that's pure, but we have to remember that sometimes people don't always take uh, what we say with uh, ease and grace. So we have to kind of make sure that it's okay for us to say things to people uh, during this weekend. It's our desire to perfect. It's our desire to see them succeed and to be on the right path. But sometimes that can be interpreted by the other person incorrectly. Now as well, you may be on the receiving end of somebody who's trying to perfect you. And while you know, now know that that's an energy of the weekend, um, you can maybe take that in and be a little more sensitive about how what that person's intent is and not to feel so hurt by what they're saying. But it doesn't give those people permission to actually set out to hurt your feelings either. So it'll be, yeah, see, that is not my cat. And he's on my vet. Dude, get, go. Well, he ain't going. Binky's under the Binksy's under the bed, so they must be playing. Ah, it's just a circus here in the morning. You can see my husband played a joke this morning. He put SpongeBob upside down because he already knew it was going to be one of those upside down kind of days. <laughs> it's very amusing here in the Hickox household in the morning sometimes. Um, okay, what else about Virgo Moon? Order from chaos. There's a great ability when the moon is in Virgo for us to organize not only our homes or our desks or our cupboards, but also our emotions to really understand what we're feeling and why we're feeling what we're feeling, to organize our thoughts around uh, focus, right? To be able to focus our thoughts and put them in alignment. Now, that may be a little trickier this weekend with Mercury in retrograde, but we're able to put the pieces together in the moon when the moon is in Virgo. So be aware of that as well, that you may be able to look at a problem or something that's been driving you crazy and you can see it and put it in a new order, maybe put it in, an, in, a, in a different perspective. And those are all the happy good news things for Moon in Virgo. There are, of course, the opposite sides, right? The other end of the spectrum, the more negative expression of Virgo energy. And that might be about excessive worry or criticism where our ability to discern where things are out of order or where things need perfecting and it turns into criticism or it is delivered to the other person in a way that they feel criticized. So we wanna worry, we wanna worry, <laughs> we wanna make sure that how we're delivering what we're saying is as important as what it is that we're trying to say. And Virgo is a worry wart sign. It is one of the signs that gets into a mode in their mind and the worry might be, oh my God, how am I gonna pay that bill? Oh my gosh, how am I going to heal from this event? Uh, how am I going to get to work on Monday with my car broken down? Things worry, 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 right? And so they can really cause them some anxiety and some tension uh, when we're focused on the negative or we focus on the thing that's worrying us instead of being a little more open-minded to what might happen or how might this be solved? I wonder what solution is going to appear to help me find a way out of this problem. Um, 
blame and judgment, also one of the more negative aspects of Virgo, as well as workaholicism. And some of those characteristics, by the way, because Pisces is on the other side of Virgo, are characteristics that we get from the Piscean vibe, the more victim-y kind of consciousness. So some of those get involved with uh, Virgo and muddy up the waters, if you will. And so those are our challenges. Now in the physical body, Virgo focuses energy on the bowels and the intestines and the whole idea of digestion and sim assimilation of nutrients. So it's not actually the action of the stomach here so much as it is what the intestines do. And the whole role of the intestines is to absorb water, but also to make sure that nutrients cross into the bloodstream. So that's where assimilation comes into play. But as well, interestingly enough, Virgo rules the solar plexus. And when I connect the solar plexus to the gut, right, the gut, the, the wisdom of the gut, and uh, what, how emotions, right? The solar plexus in human design rules the emotions. So how emotions play a role in how we are in our absorption of nutrients, of our absorption of what's good and right for us. So there's a connection here also to maybe some of the more negative aspects where when you're worrying or when you're critical or when you're in judgment or blaming, that that means your body is not able to take in the nutrients the good things in life, the positive experiences of life. So these might be things that we're having to work through over this particular weekend. And literally, that's pretty much it about the moon and any of the transits that are going on. Next, we're going to talk a bit about Mercury retrograde. But right now, oh, hello. I want to say good morning to everybody. And let's see who's out there with us this morning. Tom Wright, good morning. And 888. Eight to Jess. Good morning and happy full moon. How did everybody do with that full moon? I actually got to see it. It was gorgeous. My husband woke up in the middle of the night and said to me, why is it so light? I said, because it's a full moon. We had a break in the clouds and we could actually see the moon. It was amazing. Uh, Christine Buckingham. Good morning. Liz Schultz. Hello. She says, morning all. I can finally join during the live show. It's my birthday. Happy birthday to you, Liz, aka Solar Return. So I took off of work. Glad to be here with you all. We're glad to have you with us. And what a magnificent day to have your birthday, right? In the shadow of a Mercury retrograde with a ton of planets in Aquarius, your natal sign. And wherever the house is that all of that energy is piled up in is where you have a lot of energy focus uh, for the whole of the year, not just during this time period. So I think it might be auspicious for you. Um, if you know your chart, Liz, give us an idea of what house that might be in. Good morning, Mimi. It's great to see you. And Asa, hello to you. And JLo, good morning to you. Coach Michael, hello. Mimi says, ah, the hazy days of Mercury RX. Uh, just as I've been getting more clarity, it is all good. We'll contemplate clarity. That's a good way to look at that, Mimi. Contemplate clarity. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, the clarity comes, but it's not quite time to take the right action yet but that doesn't stop us from planning as planning is a more passive action that we can take uh, that is supported by mercury retrograde especially is as we are making changes on the inner dynamic in response to whatever clarity is coming to us and jlo says 
ooh, that sounds very enticing, Janet. I'm ready for all the great things to come. I am seeing it all now as positive. Uh, that's a great way to look at it too, JLo. But even if there's not so positive things, and this is what I was really talking to my daughter about this morning. And this is what we're going to talk about with Mercury retrograde as well, is that we have freedom in Aquarius. But what does freedom really mean? I mean, sometimes we think freedom is about being able to do whatever we want to, whenever we want to, with whomever we want to. And that's sort of more anarchy than it is freedom. Where our real freedom is, is in our choices that we make in response to what is showing up in our minds, showing up in our outer world, showing up in our hearts. And that's where freedom is right? The freedom so we can choose. So even if the negative is being triggered for some reason, for whatever reason, right? Who knows what it is? Uh, it's your free will to be able to choose how to respond to what is showing up there. So that's the big thing. The big lesson that we're learning here with Aquarius and freedom is about what we choose to do with that, how we respond to what it is that's showing up. Debbie Tibbetts, am I the only one that has every day of this week totally messed up? <laughs> um, no, not really, Debbie, because I was kind of surprised that today was Friday. Feels like, I don't know. Every day is so jam-packed with so many different things right now that it's uh, hard to keep track of all the days. Um, J-Lo saying happy birthday out there. That's lovely. Tom Wright, hey, Debbie, it's 2021. That's all I know. <laughs> Uh, don't ask me what day it is. That's a good one. Uh, JLo, OMG, that sounds like me. Um, so Jennifer Peachy, good morning to you. It's great to see you, Amanda Jake. Every Hello, everyone. It's good to see you too, Amanda. And my uh, Mimi, laugh out loud. You obviously ought to have two Kit Kats. Uh, it's kind of funny because when I went, when Sadie was around, she obviously wasn't feeling well and dude was no end of annoyance to her. But dude and Binksy, seem to like each other. And I just thought that was Binksy on the floor playing with her toys, but it's not, it's dude. And who knows where Binksy is at the moment, but I caught them playing yesterday. And uh, my neighbor who owns dude said to me, wow, dude is just raring to go every morning. As soon as the cat door opens, he's out. And I said, yeah, he comes over here because he's hanging out with Binksy. It was pretty funny. So he, they get to play together. And I love that as well. Asa, well, she is a Gemini goddess at Mimi. That makes sense. Uh, Asa is a woman who is one cat shy of crazy. I am all for the more the merrier. I finally had to tell the universe I am full. <laughs> There's something about cat energy though, right? They'll leave you alone when you need to be left alone and when you have to focus on getting things done. And then what Beansy's been doing to me lately is she will come and sit right here next to me and start meowing at me. Like, you've been working too long, get up and stretch, go eat something, go take a walk, stop what you're doing, play with me, play with me and play me, play with me. So she, she's a great reminder to me to, um, you know, get, get a break. And it's been a very busy time for me. So I just somehow get focused on what I'm doing and what I'm doing. And next thing I know, it's four o'clock and I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even eat lunch. Right. So I've got to watch that. And she's helping me to stay on track. Uh, Irene Alberg, hello from Sweden. So happy I could get here live. I so deeply feel the pull of freedom, intention, and passion. And I am so ready to jump into a completely new life 
hmm, I have a Virgo ascendant. I love it. I have a Virgo moon and so does Mimi out there. So I'm, I always look forward to the moon moving through Virgo because I do seem to get more things done. I feel more inspired. I feel more on task. It's suddenly like my mind will work and fire on all cylinders. Um, so it, it's a good time. And it's a good time to contemplate any of those topics, right? Especially with Mercury turning retrograde tomorrow in the sign of Aquarius. So there we have that. Good morning, Tammy Smith. And she said, moon for me was an emotional roller coaster. I'm sorry to hear that, but that's not surprising with the full moon, the power of that moon. And uh, yeah, hopefully everything is is smoothing out for you or some things came to light that will help you smooth things out going ahead. And let's see, JLo, I say that, but my kids think I'm just weird. I even began, oh, I think you're talking to Tom. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Irene, I have a feeling that linear time is collapsing. It feels more like spiraling time now. Exactly, that's exactly right. I think we can all identify with that feeling. You know, and the more that we're working with the Pleiadian Earth energy, right, the calendar, if, if you're new here, the Pleiadian, I got to go to Zoom because I can't tell if I have it centered in the camera. I don't. There we go. So the Pleiadian Earth energy calendar talks about the spiral of evolution. So we look at the weekly energy through spirals that contain 13 days, right, where we have a beginning or a, a, um, an impulse, what does she call that, an overtone energy that begins the 13-day week, and then we spiral through all the different days, building up to the point that we get to 13 and we ascend. Speaking of that, yesterday was the 13-day, right? It was 13 enlightening yesterday. So we came to the end of the 13-day period, which always represents going inward to prepare for ascension, right? To go to the next level. And then uh, enlightening energy in the Mayan calendar was a how, a how. It was the final sign, right? Where the final goal is enlightenment, right? The final goal is the light bulb coming on and we see with clearer eyes. We see with an open heart. And so 13 enlightenment as the day yesterday brought us into the opening to the next spiral. And then today, the 29th is one being and one is the energy of initiation, a new beginning, right? Something beginning, something starting, the push outward. And it is at the beginning of the earth signs as well, which is uh, the energy of being, being, which in the Mayan calendar was Imish. Imish was the recognition uh, or the representation of uh, the crocodile, the cosmic crocodile or cosmic alligator who gave birth to the universe, who holds the egg, right? That holds the cosmic egg of birth and potential and is a great nurturer of life, right? The beginning of something. So today we are beginning at the one being energy. And if we look at the back of the calendar here, this, the new calendar has a section about the uh, energies of the new weeks because of the overtones, right? Or the, uh, I call them the umbrella energies. She calls them the over, over lighting energies. That's what she calls them. So at the back of the calendar is this 13 period explanation. And we are now at the beginning 
of the cycle being it's a period of enhanced creativity to help deal with the underlying securities that cause separation. That's a good one for right now, isn't it, right? Having come out of some pretty terrible energies through 2020 that we have are now, you know, being able to put into perspective perhaps, and the changes that are happening in our outer world or the potential for uh, some really, you know, new things to blossom here. Being energy gives us the opportunity then for the next 13 day period as it's gonna be sort of the overtone energy to consider what it is that we're nurturing and what is it that we are beginning and are we taking care of it or are we smothering it, right? When a plant starts to grow, right, we might put the seed in the ground and we put the soil over it. Maybe we put some uh, water in there with it or maybe some, you know, organic material to help it uh, gain nutrients from the soil. But we don't keep going back every day and digging up the seed and looking at it to see if it's sprouted yet, right? That would be counterproductive. Uh, so it, with one being, we're sowing the seeds and we nurture it as things need to be done for it, but we don't dig up the seed, right? We don't keep going, oh no, oh no, and smothering it to the point where we're actually um, undermining its ability to grow and evolve instead of helping it. Uh, to grow and evolve. So we're set on a path now of a new beginning, a whole new round of the calendar is beginning, if you will. And so uh, as we go into the first 13 days, actually, yeah, the first 13 days of this period of time, every day, the universal number of the day is going to match the energy with the calendar of in, in the first 13 days. So tomorrow will be two breathing, right? So two is the number of duality and breathing is the second earth sign. So it is a day for sharing ideas, uh, for noticing how we can, uh, how we've used the energy of duality to create separation and division on the planet instead of duality being something that we were meant to use as a way to uh, see that more is possible, right? And instead we've taken it to the most negative degree that we really can. And it's time to bring that pendulum back and start honoring each other's differences as well as each other's commonalities uh, because duality suggested that we wanted to see more right? We wanted to see the different facets of how things are. And then on Sunday, we come to the three energy and the three energy is going to be about, was it Sunday? Yes, yeah, Sunday, the 31st is about listening. So that's a quiet day, right? Listening energy is Akbal in the Mayan calendar. It represented the night and the night is a quiet space where we look at what are we creating? So from the Pleiadian star system, uh, the energy for the weekend is really good. It is one of initiating a beginning of some sort and then looking at how it compares with everything else that you're doing and then listening deeply to the inner voice that's prompting you on what to do or not to do with that idea and the timing and all of that. So it looks like a good weekend from the Pleiadian uh, standpoint as well. Now, if anybody has questions this morning, please uh, type them in there and uh, Asa will be able to uh, get those questions to me. I'm just making sure I have my phone on silent so I don't start hearing a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and now let's talk a little bit more about what Mercury in retrograde will bring up for us. So first of all, if you have your own astrology chart, what you want to do is look at where Aquarius is. 
Uh, I'm going to see if I still have the chart of the day. Let me see if I can share my screen here. Um, nope, I don't want to share that yet. So hold on one moment. I'm going to bring up the chart of the day. I do have it. Okay, so now let me share. Here we go. So we're going to pretend at the moment that this is a person's chart. And uh, a couple of things jump out at you, don't they? First of all, if we cut the uh, chart, I'm getting cat hair all over me now. Thank you, guys. Um, if we look at the chart, we cut it down from hemisphere to hemisphere. What we see is that there's a lot on the eastern hemisphere, and the hemispheres are from the MC or the uh, division of the 10th house to the division at the fourth house. So everything to this side is called the Eastern Hemisphere. Everything to this side is the Western Hemisphere. So you can see that we have a lot of Eastern Hemisphere energy going on in uh, this particular chart. So even if you, if you have your own personal chart at this point in time, and you looked at the Eastern Hemisphere of your chart, everything to the left, you'll see that all of the transiting planets seem to be on that side. Now the moon is on the other side. So the moon is the only piece really over here other than some other minor things like the south node and uh, the galactic center, things like that. They're on the other side. Uh, but most of the planets are on the Eastern Hemisphere. And the Eastern Hemisphere is the place where the majority of the energy is about being self-projected. It's about what do I want to be? And I'm putting myself out there into the world to be that. And as we go forward now, then a lot of the feeling, a lot of the things that we might be experiencing are about how do I want to show up in the world, right? These three houses here, th this is the 10th, 11th, and 12th houses. These are how we blend our individuality into the collective. And then these first three houses, one, two, and three, are about our individuality. So the theme here with the Eastern horizon uh, or the Eastern hemisphere, excuse me, is going to be all about how do I fit into the world? And what am I here to share? And, and am I doing that? Am I living my dream? And am I participating in the collective in the way that my soul chose to participate in the collective when I got here? And, you know, a lot of you might be asking, well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm doing that. I don't know what I came here to do because that's primarily when I do readings, I hear that all the time. I, what is my life purpose? I don't know what my life purpose is, but inside of you, you know, you know, because you're following a passion or you're following something that you love. You may not be working at the moment to do what it is that you love. In other words, you may have a job that is supporting you, but it isn't necessarily your, your passion. Um, but inside of you, you know what it is that you're passionate about. And the objective then is to align yourself more and more with what it is inside of you that you love and what you're passionate about. And I know there's going to be a lot of uh, what ifs or buts or shoulds or coulds. Uh, and, and all of that needs to just be put on the shelf, like just put it aside, just brush it aside for the moment and let your, um, your focus be on what I really desire and what could be, right? What could be?
So those are the things that we are looking at with this Eastern Horizon focus. Now, the other thing that we want to look at is right here. Uh, when I've been doing the, the readings for people for 2021, this sign right here, Aquarius, has all the energy in it. So if you look at your own chart, now you're going to see Mercury, Pallas Athena, the Sun, Jupiter, Saturn, and all on the outer um, wheel, if you're looking at a transit chart, an outer wheel here, because this is where all the focus is. And the focus in this particular chart happens to be aligned with the ruler Aquarius. So the 11th house focus here is all about the creation of a dream and living from the pl planning and living the dream, as well as communicating uh, with groups or through group identity and uh, uh, through networks and social contacts and things like that. Social media falls neatly into that. The internet falls neatly into this category. And then as well, this is a house of humanitarianism. What are we doing to give back to our fellow human beings? So that's where a lot of the focus is right now and will be through the end, pretty much the end of February. You know, planets will start moving on, but we'll still be left with Jupiter and Saturn here. So the focus still for the year and even a little bit longer than that uh, is still going to be on that Aquarius part of your chart. So whatever house it's in shows you where the action is taking place. So the action is taking place here in the 11th house of hopes and dreams and networks of people and uh, humanitarianism. But there are 11 other houses where in your own chart things can be happening. So if you go back to what does the house mean and you look at what does Aquarius mean, then you have an idea then of how this is affecting you as you move through 2021. Now, don't forget, Aquarius doesn't live here in a void all by herself or himself. himself. You can look to the opposite sign of Leo because Leo is the opposite of Aquarius. We have to factor it in. And we might as well look at what's square to Aquarius, and that would be our friends Scorpio and Taurus. Not much going on in Scorpio right now. Not much going on in Leo either, except the ending of the moon's transit here. But look at Taurus. Taurus has Uranus, the black moon Lilith, and Mars moving through here. And that puts the energy of Aquarius, what's happening in the Aquarius part of your chart at, at odds almost, or in a challenge to what's going on in the sign of Taurus. Now, Taurus here has the planet Uranus in it, which is working to change our economy and how we um, buy, sell, trade, how, how we how we earn money, how we value resources, uh, what are our values. But on a personal level, it can also be working to change your, your, um, your idea of worthiness and uh, your identity with self-worth. So a lot going on. And any planet in here then that comes into an important change or into uh, an important transit with another planet is going to set off or fire off energy in at least these four places in your chart, right? So four areas of our lives are really under the gun this uh, year. But when you look at also the quality of the signs, the quality being, is it air, is it uh, I mean, is it uh, cardinal? Is it fixed or is it mutable? You see that these four signs are fixed signs. So what we might find ourselves dealing with is the places in our lives where we're stuck, 
where we are hard-headed, right? Where we are closed-minded, where we feel so comfortable that we don't stretch and grow. We don't reach out to get beyond where we are. And as fixed signs go, their positive characteristics are they're loyal and they're steady and they're stable. So we don't want to let go of the good qualities here, the stability, the security, and all of that. But we do want to see what is coming to our attention that is calling us to change, where the rut isn't serving us anymore, where being stuck isn't serving us anymore. So that's basically the energies that we're dealing with the, in the bigger, the macro. But now if we look closer at what's going on, let's say with Mercury, because of course, Mercury is turning into the retrograde tomorrow morning, by the way, at 7.51 a.m. Pacific time, uh, 10.51 then for those of you on the East Coast, just to get a perspective that, you know, it's in the morning that this changes. So we begin right away in our day, kind of living uh, this Mercury retrograde. And he turns retrograde at 26 degrees. You can see that number 26 there uh, of Aquarius. And he's moving backwards. This direction is backwards, right? Everything in an astrology chart moves around counterclockwise, unless it's in retrograde motion, and then it moves clockwise. So we have Mercury then getting ready to move backwards uh, and till he receive, er, er, returns to the 11th degree of Aquarius, and then that's when he will turn direct and move forward again through all of the same places he's already been. So the idea of a retrograde is it moves forward and we're getting an idea of what's possible, of events that have occurred. Then the planet turns retrograde, goes back over that same area. Now we get an opportunity to, um, to, to look at what has happened in the outer world from the perspective of the inner world. What shifts do we have to make on the inside that are going to allow us to make the changes that are necessary or to do the things that we want to do or to you know get with the program, if you will. And then um, after the retrograde is over, then he moves forward or any planet moves forward back over those same places yet again. I call it a threefer, right? You're one, two, and then a third time. And that means that for the uh, foreseeable future, we are re-identifying some of the themes that have been present with us since about the beginning of January. And then, of course, Mercury is going to now take those backwards and we're going to look inward. And what are we going to be looking inward at? Well, for instance, because Mercury is now retrograde in air signs, it stands to reason we're looking back and clarifying our thoughts. We're looking at what's the mind focused on, right? If this is the house of dreams and, and hopes and aspirations, ambitions, your vision, right? The bigger dream, not the nighttime go to sleep dreams, but the bigger dream, then if your thoughts are focused on what you don't see happening in regards to your dream or how things are, you know, apparently blocking you from getting your dream into in, real reality, then you're focusing in the wrong area and likely you're not going to see that dream come into pass. So we really have to clarify what our thoughts are around some of the things that have been occurring for us. So if you've had opportunities to make changes, but then you find yourself in resistance to making the changes, which is very possible when we're looking at fixed sign energy, right? It gets stuck. It likes it where it is. It's quite comfortable. Um, but there's something that has to change and we all know it on the inside.
So Mercury bringing us back to that possibility of what do we need to clarify in our mind, right? And the mind, of course, then creates the field through which we speak, right? Manifestation is about bringing the thoughts and the words into reality. So what we speak about is what we are creating. So that is related to our thoughts. And then further, what we speak about and what we're thinking about is also connected to a feeling or an emotion. So we have like mind, heart, and emotion um, going on here for Mercury's retrograde. And it is about what ideas or opportunities perhaps have been brought up for you during these last several weeks. And what ideas or opportunities have appeared and the Mercury retrograde gives you the opportunity to reevaluate them. Is this where I want to go? Is this where I want to go? Is this the program I want to use? Is that the person I want to work with? And all of these things that have maybe been ideas that have been generated now get to go back inward for us to reevaluate them and to consider our options, right? It's not to, time to necessarily take action steps yet, but consider all of the options that you have here. Now, as far as your dreams and ideals and hopes and whether or not you have it in your personal 11th house or not, it's still a theme in Aquarius energy. Um, those have to be clarified as well, right? Do you have a, an actual plan that is going to be something you can put in place to enact your dream? right? Those are questions. Freedom, another huge quality here in the sign of Aquarius. And Mercury as a communicator is really bringing up the themes. And one of the themes that we have to look at here is our freedom of choice, because really that's where our true freedom is. We think we have free will and we're always told we have free will, but what the bleep does that really mean, right? What does it mean to have free will? Well, free will is really enacted when we choose what it is that we're going to say, what it is that we're going to think, what it is that we're going to do, how it is that we're going to respond to what is happening in our outer world. So freedom, freedom of choice, freedom of uh, being, what, what are you focusing on? And is it in support of where you want to go in this life? Is it in support of the positive expression of what's coming up and new? Or is it dragging you backwards, right? Is it holding you down? So those are things that we get to consider. And now if we look at, uh, I'm gonna stop sharing that screen. If we look at Mercury through human design, it comes, it's turning retrograde at the gate 30. And I do not have a chart. Do I, do I, do I? Well, hmm. anyway, uh, I don't know. I, I don't wanna go, maybe I can find it. I've got some time. I'm going to find this graphic that I want to show you. So let's see just a moment while I find it. Oops, that's not the one. Graphics. Because I know I just made the graphic for this for Jupiter at these gates. Uh, here we go. Now I'm going to share my screen. Perfect. All right, so you're seeing a blank, pretty much human design chart. Uh, for those of you who have started taking the human design for 2021 course, uh, you've probably seen this graphic and this is of Jupiter who will be sitting at the gate 30 in 2021. But right now, Mercury is sitting here on this gate and this gate 30 is an intense one. In fact, 
any person whose chart I look at that has the gate 30. We have to have a very distinct conversation around passion in their lives, desire, and how intense that passion is. It's catching passion. It's, we're not talking sexual passion here. We're talking about the passion to do something to of a subject that you're wholly and fully engaged in, right? That you really love, that you're passionate about. I'm passionate about astrology. I'm passionate about human design. I'm passionate about helping people find uh, uh, the, their pathway to living their truth. And this gate here, uh, it kind of magnifies and amplifies the whole idea of passion. So with Mercury sitting retrograde here, it's almost like we feel a very intense desire to get somewhere, right? To get moving in a specific direction. But Mercury's retrograde, so the passion has to be stimulated from inside, right? Taking a very deep look within you to discover what it is that you're really passionate about. And I want you to note how far away from the throat center, which is the center of manifestation, this particular gate is. In fact, it's not even aligned to make it to the throat <laughs> until it goes through some other centers. And some of the centers it might have to go through would be the root center, the center that is about an impulse to move forward. And it would connect to the gate 41 where Saturn is sitting right now. And Saturn is about your duty to find and imagine what it could be like when you are living from your passion. And then to get to the throat, maybe it has to move up through the sacral, which is where the energy engine is to get it going. And then that energy can only go upward here. Well, it could go other directions, but we're going to take it upward here. And it's going to go through your soul. It's going to go through your identity center. And then it can make it to the throat. And lovely energy here, eight and one, if this happens to be one of the gates it's going through, it's about self-expression and contribution. So right now the consideration is how do we want to express our passion, right? And looking at your own human design chart and seeing how it is um, set up, right? How are, what are the gates that are there and are they open? And if you don't understand what I'm talking about, don't panic. Um, we're working on courses for this particular information to get this out to people. And you'll understand that at least the energy that we have in the lower part of our uh, human design, we want to get up to the throat so that we can manifest it. And anything, of course, at these two, we want to get down to the throat to manifest. But the takeaway message here with Mercury retrograding at the gate 30 is to reevaluate what you're passionate about. And are you living from that passion? Do you wake up every morning generating excitement to go out and live your passion? And it doesn't mean that you're doing your, you are action, taking action on your passion every day, but what's the feeling about it, right? What is the feeling about you have about embracing what you're passionate about and living from that place, but then holding that lightly, right? This gate also has a tendency to attach to an idea of how that should happen, when that should happen, who that should happen with. And in this gate, we have to let it go be passionate, feel the feeling, and add some possibility thinking to it. Like, I wonder how the universe is going to bring that to me. Or I wonder how that's going to show up in my life. I wonder when that's going to happen. Being able to be in wonder and awe is a part of staying unattached to it being or showing up in, in, in on your terms instead of source terms or universal terms, universe terms.
So hopefully that makes sense to everybody. Uh, I think I just saw oh, a question from Asa, from Erica. My gate 30 isn't filled. What does that mean? It means it's open, Erica. When a gate is white or a channel is white or a center is white, it is where it is. You take in the uh, energy from other people around you or from transiting planets. So right now with Mercury sitting at gate 30, you're taking this in. And the, uh, the open centers or any openness in the chart tends to amplify that energy and then rebroadcast it. And it could be a place of conditioning where you begin to be and act and do things that aren't necessarily true for you. Um, but it is also a place where you can gain a lot of wisdom because while that energy is activated, if you use it correctly, then you gain wisdom about how passion in this case shows up for you in uh, your life and how it is that you engage uh, loving what you do and doing what you love and do you allow the emotional feeling of excitement and passion into your life or is your life devoid of that kind of thing so i hope that helps and that that is true for everybody if we go back to that human design chart for a second oops i guess i have to share it if you're going to see it um there we go so Take your own human design chart, and yours might not look quite like this. I, this is from Genetic Matrix, uh, and I'm starting to like Genetic Matrix a little more than neutrinos, but yeah, I'm still sending out charts that look a little different than this. Uh, the chart is lined up the same way. It's just not so circular. It's more angular. And um, when you look at your chart, wherever you see gates like this that are hanging, right, this is called a hanging gate. Whenever we have a hanging gate, it is, is activated when other people who have the opposite gate or when planets are sitting at the opposite gate, then the whole channel becomes functioning. So this is the channel of uh, fantasy and imagination. And so right now it is all activated for every one of you, no matter what, how it's set up in your chart, because there's a planet sitting at gate 41, Saturn, and a planet Mercury at gate 30. And so this will happen off and on uh, throughout the year uh, because Jupiter and Saturn take turns sitting here at 41 at various times and other planets are sitting at gate 30 at other times. So off and on this channel will be activated, which is why I could tell you the theme, uh, one of the themes for 2021 was about possibilities, right? When we can imagine and then we take imagining and we couple it with taking action, uh, what's possible becomes probable, right? It comes becomes manifest. So there you have that. Uh, also, when in your own chart, you may have an entire channel defined. So let's just look at 4323. Right here, you see it's completely open. But if you have color, no matter if it's black or red or striped or half black, half red, half striped, half red or black, it doesn't matter. But if the whole channel is defined, for you from your, in your human design, you are broadcasting that energy. It is your superpower, right? It becomes your superpower. Those colored in areas of your chart that are not hanging are the places where you have superpowers, right? There, it's your authenticity, it's your authority, and you're broadcasting that out. Any place that's white are places where you're taking in the energy from around you and amplifying it and rebroadcasting it 
as long as you're recognizing that that's what you're doing, then you're not susceptible to the conditioning field. But think about this, my projectors and manifesting and reflector friends out there, you have an open sacral center, which means you're not defined to work the way the generators and manifesting generators work. In other words, you're not here to do the work, 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 building, 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 mastery, mastery, mastery. You're here though at times picking up that energy from the generators and the manifesting generators of the world. And when that happens, when that happens, you start to believe that you are something that you're not when you're part of the conditioning. On the other hand, as soon as you're aware that, wow, I'm feeling really energetic and I feel like I can just go and go like the energy energizer bunny, um, I might be picking up somebody else's energy. So now I'm going to pause and I'm going to make sure that I'm using that action and as, in as sustainable a way as I can, because this is not sustainable energy for you if you're a manifestor generator or, I mean, a manifestor, a, a projector or a reflector right? So using the energy wisely, and it all starts with you knowing your own human design. If you don't know your human design, then you are out there unconsciously tapping into all kinds of energies that may not have anything to do with you. And then you may be taking action on those places, uh, on those things. And there are several places in this chart where burnout happens. So if you're feeling fatigued, if you're tired, if you're burned out, if you're sick, if, you're if you have anxiety, if you're de feeling depressed or melancholic, you might be acting on energies or reacting to energies that are not even your own. And the only way you're really going to know that is to study your own human design. And that often begins by getting a human design reading. That's what I'm going to be willing to translate into the next set of series of readings that I do, uh, because we only have, what, two more days for people to get the, uh, to purchase the reading for uh, astrology for 2021. The next focus is going to be on personal human design readings. So for right now, um, you have a lot to learn. I'm still learning and uh, I will keep sharing human design because I really think it is how we really empower ourselves to be and live um, our own authentic selves, our own authority. Any other questions, Miss Asa? Let me check a look here. I don't think so. Uh, oh, good. I answered that one. Uh, let's do a card or two for the collective, shall we? What do we want to do? What do we want to play with? Um, well, oh, that one too. So I'm going to pull three cards. One is the spirit animal oracle, which is always good for us to have a, a totem animal that helps to guide us through. Uh, so this is a card for the collective, a totem animal that can uh, aid us with their wisdom and what they represent as we go through Mercury's retrograde, as we go through the weekend, as we work with Virgo energy. Ooh, lovely spider spirit. Make your dreams real. What a great message, right? Spider. She is card number 56, which is an 11. So spider spirit, make your dreams real. Let's take a, and it was upright until I threw it. And uh, I have the book upside down, so that's not going to help me any. So 56 and spider spirit. And it says, 
Weaving your dreams into the fabric of life begins with a single thread of intention, and then spirit joins you as your co-weaving partner. Take but a single step to make your dream a reality and spirit will take 10 toward you for the universe is designed to support your dream weaving. Spider spirit arrives when you need reminding of the awesome power of co-creation with spirit. Ideas and resources will begin to appear as if by magic as you begin to bring your dreams from the realm of intention into the world of senses where they take form. The action you need to take is to be clear about your intentions and then act as if you have become the one that lives the life you desire. The web of creation has an uncanny way of coming together to weave the beautiful pattern you set in motion. Another message of spider spirit is about any creative project you may be considering, writing, painting, music, journaling, gardening, etc. Now is the time when inspiration wants to be channeled through you as something creative, even artistic and tangible. Creative projects are successful now if you are so inclined. Let yourself be open to abundance. Like I always say, I cannot make this stuff up, right? The universe just telling me that that validating to me that the message that I'm delivering this morning is right there, right? Um, and here we go. The other deck that I pulled, and it's funny because I don't know who it was that just asked for a Woto card, um, but that was one of the decks that I pulled out. Cat mischief in the living room. Hello? Who's here? Oh, are you okay? Oh my, okay. Well, there was a person in my house, not a cat. So it wasn't cat mischief, husband mischief. All right, so let us do a card from the Woto deck, Wisdom of the Oracle. And round and round, upside down though. But look at that, doesn't it? It's the spiral, right? The spiral. And it's card 25, which is a seven. So we have seven and we've had 11. So round and round in protection. So card 25. And here we go. So the message says, the essential meaning is the spiral quality of events when a lesson isn't quite integrated, cycles you are challenged to break and revisiting a pattern from a new perspective. And the protection message says, are you refusing to see your own personal responsibility for repeating lessons you don't need to relearn? You have to surrender now to the fact that you are the common denominator in all these repeat performances. Be happy for this is a wonderful spot to be in. You can now see the cycles that you wish to exit. Once you figure out that you have the power to stop going round and round, you possess the key to your freedom. Be good to yourself. It's not about blame, but accountability. You have, you can have the abundant life filled with love and prosperity that spirit so wants for you. That's a great message. Great message, again, in alignment with what we've been talking about this morning. All righty. So that is it for me this morning. I hope you all have a stellar weekend and get some work done, define your path of service or talents, how you wanna share of your gifts and your talents, keep your open mind and an open heart and 
clarify what it is that you want to express as your passion. Take care, everybody. Bye for now.